Welcome back, everybody, to GMs for Hire. My name is Will Polson, alongside with Matt today, and we're going to go over a couple of trades that just happened in the MLB world. I, I say just happened, but they were a couple of days ago, but we do need to talk about this because this is pretty big MLB news. Uh, America's favorite team last year. You watched them. You loved watching them. I guarantee it. A very entertaining team out there in California. The San Diego Padres have acquired two new pitchers they have acquired left-hander Blake Snell from the Tampa Bay Rays as well as the right-hander Yu Darvish from the Chicago Cubs so let's start with the first trade that happened Blake Snell was acquired first um, back on a Sunday night the Padres were able to acquire the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays right-hander former Cy Young award winner uh, in a five-player trade it sent Blake Snell to the Padres in exchange for four uh, some prospects, three prospects basically, as well as a catcher in Francisco Mejia uh, alongside another catching prospect in Blake Hunt, a, a, a right-handed pitcher in Cole Wilcox. And then the biggest piece of this is Luis Patino, the, uh, the pr- pitching prospect out of San Diego. That's the biggest return piece, um, arguably with Francisco Mejia for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, this is a big deal. And after we watched uh, the World Series go down and whatever all happened in game six, um, Matt, I, I think you can agree with me. It wasn't a matter of if, it was almost a matter of when. Yeah, I, the, this is what the Rays do. We've seen it uh, several times now. They did this, a similar thing with Longoria uh, year in, in a, a few years ago. Um, and, yes, now we kind of saw this happening with, uh, you know, he as he gets better as a pitcher, he's going to want more money. He even took a pay cut, I believe, to stay with the Rays when he signed a new contract a little bit ago. And, um, yeah, what we saw in game six was uh, that's not how you treat an ace. Uh, that's wrong on Kevin Cash's part. And if I'm Blake Snell, I'm, I'm definitely not opposing a trade, especially out west to the San, San Diego Padres, who are, who are very up and coming. Um, but, yeah, I, it, it was only a matter of time. I know we said it in our, uh, in our Dodgers winning the World Series video that, uh, that that's – no matter what analytics say, no matter anything like that, you, you go with the hot hand. I want to say that video was just RJ and I. I think you were busy that night. Um, but you go with the hot hand. At the end of the day, Blake Snell is your ace, you know, at the end of it. Um, sure, Tyler Glasnow has been pitching well. Charlie Morton was pitching well uh, as well. But Blake Snell is that, that anchor guy in the rotation. He was the, the workhorse of the Tampa Bay Rays organization really um he at the point other than kk i I would argue he was the quote franchise guy um after winning a cy young you signed a five-year 50 million dollar deal and right after winning a cy young i know you're on a rookie contract but you can do way better than just 10 million a year especially in today's market um a very shocking thing but now the padres have that contract they have control over blake snell i want to say he's still got three more years on his deal if not three than two um a phenomenal pickup for the Padres, a, a nice lefty arm, which they did not have in their starting or they had Joey Lechezzi, Um, But now I'm assuming with these two pickups, Lechezzi is going to find his way into the bullpen um, and he'll be that lefty staple uh, in the, in the rotation. Let's talk about the Rays get back a little bit. Luis Patino, a great prospect for Francisco Mejia was supposed to be an amazing catcher prospect. He's been struggling a little bit at the major league level, kind of off and on found his, a. Uh, Found a starting position taken by Austin Nola due to, at the trade deadline. 
Uh, but still got some starting time in there. Now he'll be splitting time, I'm assuming, with Mike Zanino. Uh, where do you see uh, Francisco Mejia? Do you see him as a backup in this lineup? Do you see him as maybe a, a, a catcher, almost a catcher by committee? Um, what, what do you think for Mejia? Well, if anyone can get Francisco Mejia right, it's the Rays. You've seen them build tons and tons of fantastic prospects. Uh, they have the number one farm system in the league for a reason. I think you start him in AAA. And you get, him, you get him some work down there. You get him comfortable. Uh, you know, it's a much different environment now. He's been uh, – I think he was originally drafted by the Indians and then got traded to the Padres. Um, and Tampa's a completely different environment than that. It, it's going to take some getting used to playing there. Spring training, definitely you get him the reps that he needs. Uh, we'll see how he does there, and then I would reevaluate from there. But uh, if he has a good spring training, he could start as Unino's backup. I see no problem with that. Um, I still think he has an upside. I saw him in the minors originally with the Indians, and I, I thought he was going to be great. Uh, you know, this league needs catchers more than any other position for sure. We haven't had a plethora of good catchers in quite some time. So, you know, I'm hoping that Mejia turns out to be a star because the whole league needs it. Um, Patino, I'll move to Patino. Uh, he, he's going to be a star, of course. Uh, we've already seen that. He's already 25, but um, – Still kind of growing as a starter. Uh, he, he definitely has the velocity, and he has what it takes to be a major league starter. Uh, the Rays are going to need it at this point. You know, Morton's gone and now Snell. So what are you filling that rotation with? I do think Patino could uh, fill that spot for them in the Rays rotation and, and provide, some, provide some good starts. Uh, obviously, knowing how the Rays work, once he gets really good, you trade him off or what have you, which is unfortunately what they have to do considering their payroll. But – yeah, they will be able to get a few good years out of him at least. Luis Patino uh, was dominant in the minor leagues uh, from the age of 17 back in 2017. Um, absolutely dominant uh, the whole entire time. Saw an ERA as low as one uh, one one seven at a point. Um, and then uh, the highest mark on his ERA ever being in the minor leagues at 269, which is still phenomenal numbers. Um, last year made a couple of appearances, 11 appearances in the MLB. He went 1-0, which is awesome, but he also had an ERA of 519. Um, you know, obviously getting your feet wet in a, in a, weird, uh, in a weird season, had one start uh, and then 10 appearances out of the bullpen for the Padres last season. Um, not the greatest numbers, uh, definitely struggled a little bit. But Patino is also supposed to be a guy who's going to come out and be dominant. So, um, like you said, I mean, the Rays organization has done a great job with prospects. I mean, we've seen we've seen so many players for the Rays come out of their shell, um, such as a Willie Adamas. A Willie Adamas has done very well growing up through the Rays organization. Uh, you know, Glasnow and Meadows both saw time in the Pittsburgh organization, but really stepped into their own in Tampa Bay. Um, and, and the list really does just go on and on. We've seen players kind of – to not do so well, such as a, such as a Yandy Diaz who stepped into the, the Tampa Bay and did a lot better for himself, at least from an average standpoint. You know, we could he, we knew he could hit the ball far, but um, you know the offensive production really stepped up whenever he went to Tampa. So um, they've got something going on down there. They're an interesting team, obviously with the payroll and everything. Um, the reigning American League champions, whenever we're talking about last season, uh, but now they have lost their probably their two biggest staples in their rotation last year in Charlie Morton and Blake Snell. Um, 
give me a little bit of idea where you're sitting with the Rays right now. If you're the Rays, I mean, obviously you need to replace pitching, but what, what are your, uh, what are your outlooks on the Rays so far this season going into next season? Are you optimistic? Are you think it's going to be a little bit of a tough season for the Rays? Uh, where are you sitting? I, I honestly don't think this team's going to skip a beat. I think uh, they will be towards the top of the AL East as tough as that can be with the Blue Jays getting better and the Yankees, still waiting on a couple uh, key free agents, uh, DJ LeMahieu, et cetera. But I do still think the Yankees will be contenders. But I don't think the Rays will really skip a beat. Uh, luckily, they are they do have the best farm system in the league. So whatever they lose, uh, veteran-wise, they can make up with in fresh talent. Uh, Wander Franco will be coming up this season. So he will provide something to the offense. He's been the number one prospect for probably at least a year now. And um, – yeah, I'm looking forward to him. Hopefully we see Vidal Brujan this season. I'm, I'm really big on him at second base. And they have a plethora of other, other prospects. So that's the good thing about the Rays. You get rid of the veterans, you can bring in the young talent. Will they be as good as last year? I don't think so. Um, predicting them for the World Series is a little bit of a stretch at this point. Uh, we'll start small. They will make the playoffs, I think, with this team. But uh, World Series uh, is something we'd have to reevaluate down the road. Yeah, a lot of their offensive pieces are at least staying intact, at least so far. Um, of course, the Rays are known for moving all of their pieces after every single season. It seems like if you have any success out there in Tampa Bay due to the payroll, you will be moved, unfortunately. But um, they typically are a one-and-done kind of thing to where they really need to put all their chips on the table and go for it. And if they don't get it, they have to basically restart. Um, it's pretty unfortunate being uh, in that situation for the Rays, I can only imagine. Uh, but Moneyball at its best. I mean, we saw it last year. Uh, they they were definitely contenders, made it all the way to the World Series. But they do have uh, – they'll be getting Brendan McKay back, I'm assuming, um, who was out most of, if not all, of last season. They do most. still have Ryan Yarbrough, Tyler Glass now, <clears throat> now Luis Patino. Um, so it'll be interesting that Honeywell. pitching staff – Honeywell, yeah. If, we if he ever him. can be healthy, Honeywell, we'll him, Honeywell could be important, yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's one of those guys that's been a little bit up and down, you know, throughout his career. He's faced a lot of injuries as well. Um, but we've seen, you know, the bullpen, I, other than Jose Alvarado being moved to the Philadelphia Phillies, I, I can imagine both, most of that bullpen sticking intact, um, which will be interesting to see because they still also have amazing pieces such as a Nick Anderson, um, such as, uh, you know, uh, who else? Not Pagan. They got rid of Pagan. Um, no, uh, Oliver Drake showed Oliver, promise. Oh, he's a free agent. He is? Drake is, yeah. Damn. Well, Drake's a free agent. Laup's a free agent. I, I guess they need I guess they have, they guess they have bullpen. You realize. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they definitely could use some pieces. I mean, but there are some big bullpen pieces out there. It's just, are you going to be willing to take a pay cut? And we'll see for the Tampa Bay Rays' sake. But let's move on to the other trade. Now talking about the other pitcher in you Darvish uh, the right-hander out of uh, the Chicago Cubs organization will be moved to the Padres along with his personal catcher in Victor Carantini um, uh, for uh, and some cash considerations don't forget that um, in exchange for Zach Davies a right-handed pitcher from the Padres saw some time with him last season and then a couple of prospects four of them to be exact um, outfielders as uh, as in Owen uh, I'm assuming that's Owen Cassie uh, Ishmael Mena and then uh, shortstops Reginald Per, per uh, I'm going to butcher this name. It's uh, Presadio and Yison Santana. I don't think I pronounced uh, any of those names right, if we're going to be honest with ourselves. Um, 
you know, hooked on phonics. It works for me. Um, but uh, the the big thing, Victor Caratini and you Darvish going over to the San Diego Padres. Darvish gets to keep his personal catcher, um, and they will be moving over to the San Diego. Um, we're going to start with Chicago. Starting with this, uh, not a big return, honestly. I mean, yeah. Zach Davies, sure, okay. Um, he pitched good last season. Uh, been a little bit inconsistent over his career. Um, the, these prospects are not exactly high up in the Padres organization. They're also similar to the Rays, known to have a very good farm system as well. Um, I want to say top five in the league, maybe top ten. Um, but, you know, for, for somebody who just came in second in the NL Cy Young Award voting, I would think they could have got a bigger return. But uh, let's get your opinions on this trade and the return for the, for the Cubs in this situation. Yeah, the return kind of surprised me. I, I think the Cubs got what they wanted, that being more salary. Uh, definitely frees up some cap space, getting rid of Darvish and Caratini's small contract. But, yeah, I mean, the return is definitely not ideal for, for any Cubs fan. Zach Davies is, is fine. He's, he's a solid uh, starter. He could work long, long relief, too. Um, he can, you know, he's on that line. But, you know, with the Brewers, he was okay. He goes over to the Padres. Uh, had an up year last year, I would say. But overall, he's nothing special. And then the other prospects, I'm personally not too familiar with. Uh, I've heard okay things about Santana, um, but but that's really the only name I really recognized in that. Um, hopefully, the Cubs could put them to good use. They have a decent um, decent farm system. I'm sorry, uh, but it's not great. I know they're trying to make it better. This trade helps it, but I don't know. It's nothing super. Uh, in in a win now standpoint, in a present day look, uh, the Padres stole this uh, at highway robbery because um, you got a new ace out in San Diego, and his name's Yu Darvish. So, yeah, I mean credit to the credit to the Padres and their uh, front office for for getting this to work. But Cubs, that's a head scratcher. Yeah. Not only that, but Yu Darvish still does have three more years of control, including this upcoming season. Uh, at the age of 34, he had the best season he's had in his MLB career. I mean, coming off of a career high in uh, in ERA, he's coming off of a career high in strikeout to walk ratio, uh, almost almost seven strikeouts to every walk this season. Absolutely phenomenal numbers. Yes, a shortened season, but you Darvish really stepped into his own. Uh, looked a lot like whenever he first came into the league and he was pretty dominant, but uh, – now, you know, we saw him go up and down a, another pitcher who has seen some injury issues, but able to stay healthy this year and pitched very, very well. Gave Trevor Bauer a run for his money, to say the least, um, but ultimately ended up in second place for the Cy Young Award voting. Uh, so let's talk about the Cubs right now. Uh, obviously, the Cubs did win the, uh, the NL Central last year. Uh, uh, immediately got swept by the Miami Marlins in the, in the extended playoffs. Uh, now they've seen you Darvish go in their ace. John Lester's a free agent. Victor Ter- Caratini's gone. They've waived Kyle Schwarber. Um, they've, they've seen a couple of pieces go this offseason. Right now, that NL Central has always been competitive between, you know, the Cubs and the Cardinals. They've always fought for it. Uh, the Brewers had an offseason last year. They could have been better. Um, they were expected to be better, and the Reds were expected to be better as well. Uh, that NL Central is almost becoming a jumble. Where do you see that going right now with the way the Cubs are doing? I, I don't know what the Cubs are doing. Uh, I, salary cap is important, yes, but they're taking it too far. Uh, they're shopping Wilson Contreras at this point, which which makes me 
raise my eyebrows, shrug my shoulders, and and put my hands up in the air. Like, what are you there's doing? There's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of rumors about Chris Bryant too. Yeah, Chris Bryant too. I mean, Chris Bryant makes sense because um, you can get some value. For, uh, he had an off season last season. This is even the right time to trade him. Uh, Wilson Contreras, catching is is at a all time need for in the MLB as I've mentioned, and I know you have Miguel Amaya waiting in the wings in their system. He's one of their one of their top prospects. He's a catcher, but I don't know. Wilson Contreras is. One of the best catchers in the league, in my opinion, at least. I, You can get value out of him, yes, uh, and it'll definitely free up some space in the cap area. But I don't know. I, If I'm the Cubs, I'm holding on to Wilson Contreras. Uh, Chris Bryant, I wouldn't be opposed to moving just because um, you're at a point in his career where I think now, now is the best time before he gets too old. But, yeah, I don't know what the Cubs are doing. I, They're going to lose their spot in the division for sure because um, the Reds – the Reds didn't have didn't really get any worse this year. Uh, we'll see where Bauer goes, but besides Bauer, they still have Luis Castillo, uh, Sonny Gray, guys like that. Their rotation is fine for the most part, and the offense is still there, um, even though it wasn't there in the playoffs, but regular season. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then the Cardinals are the Cardinals. They they do their own thing when it comes to the offseason, uh, that usually being underwhelming stuff uh, in the offseason, but – They'll always be competitive. That's just what the St. Louis Cardinals do. You know that better than anybody. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Cubs do. Uh, but I'm personally scratching my head. I don't. I don't really know why they're doing that. So finally, the Padres. Obviously, the Padres were able to make a splash last season. They really come into their own whenever it comes into their younger players, such as Machado, Tatis, Cronenworth. Um, their pitching staff looked great last year. And now it's looking better. I mean, by by all stretch of the means, it's looking better. Uh, let's talk about that for a little bit. The Padres obviously making huge moves, a former Cy Young and a second place in the Cy Young voting. Where do you see the Padres next season? Is this enough to overtake the reigning World Series champions? Do you see them in first place in the division next year? Uh, give me a little bit of breakdown of where you see the Padres. It's the closest an NL West team has gotten to the Dodgers probably since the Giants when they were making their uh, World Series runs almost a decade ago. Uh, the Dodgers have had the division on lock for the recent, uh, the, at least the past couple of years. And yeah, this is the closest anyone's gotten. I'll give you a breakdown of the rotation. You got you Darvish. This is per MLB.com. You Darvish, who's second place Cy Young coming off the best season of his career. Star, stud. We've known that since Texas. Second, Blake Snell. Cy Young Award a couple years ago. Had a solid year last year. Was the ace of the AL champs. He's now in San Diego. Denilson Lamette, third. He's coming off the best season of his career. He really had a breakout year last year. He, he was by up. far the most important. Yeah. He showed tons of promise. I know you and I have spoken countless, countless times about him uh, just because of how fantastic he was in that division. That's not an easy division uh, to pitch against necessarily. Then you got Chris Paddock, who had a down year. It was season short, and you can make whatever excuse you want. He had a good year the year before. So let's let's hope the Padres see the Paddock of 2019 and not 2020 Paddock, because then you might uh, have some questions for him. And then you got Mike Clevenger, who we won't see until 2021, uh, 2022, because of the Tommy John surgery he uh, underwent a few months ago. But you have good prospects still that they didn't have to get rid of to get Sneller Weathers, which is great. Uh, Adrian Morejon and Ryan Weathers, who are, who are two solid uh, starting pitching prospects who have yet to see a lot of MLB time, I believe. Is Ryan Weathers the son of the old uh, Weathers on the Reds? 
I was just wondering that. I, I think have that, no idea. <laughs> I think I think that's something worth worth uh, finding. You didn't be, even mention Mackenzie Gore. That'd be cool. And yeah, well, Mackenzie Gore's not even on their depth chart yet. That's how deep the Padres are, really. Uh, that's McKenzie, by far their best pitching. Yeah, Mackenzie Gore is their best pitching prospect. I'm sorry, it wasn't it wasn't directly in front of me, so I missed that. No, you're fine. I, yeah, I, I don't uh, know if he's MLB ready or not, but he's been pitching phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, but that but there you have it. I mean, that shows how deep they are. Their best pitching prospect isn't ready yet, and they still have. This is a top three rotation in the league, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, as long as everyone can stay healthy, and then once you get Clevenger back, oh my God! I mean, this is a big year for the Padres. Padres fans, you've been waiting a long time for this. Probably, I mean, this, last year was their first playoff appearance since what '06, I want to say, something like that. Uh, you know, since the Jake Peavy days. So you know, they've been waiting a long time for this, and they they deserve it. Um, and then you got the offense to to back them up, the Machado and Tatis and and all of them. So things are looking good for the Padres. Yeah. Uh, I do think that if everything goes right, they could win the division over the Dodgers. And that, that might be some, some big talk. Uh, but that's, that's what we're looking at now. The Dodgers, of course, are still the World Series uh, champions. They didn't really lose anyone significant. Justin Turner might not come back. But, I mean, you know, he, he had his time, and, and that's okay. He's, he's getting up there in age. But Still got Betts, you still got Bellinger, you still got Kershaw doing it at 35, 36, whatever. Walker Bueller, Dustin Mays now here, and he's getting better. Gavin Lux, they have a pretty good farm system. They signed Tommy Canely for the bullpen in 2022, which as a Yankee fan, I really enjoyed Tommy Canely on and off the field. This is going to be two giants swinging at each other until somebody slips. And it might be a September slip. It might be a slow start early in the season, but someone – will slip up and it'll cost them the division. I think it's funny how you called Clayton Kershaw 34 or 35. We've just seen him in the league for so long. Right now he's yeah. 32. Really? He's turning 33 in March. See that? Yeah, that's surprising. That's he's just been in the I, league for so long. Wow. Yeah. It's like Verlander. Verlander is I want to say only a, a couple years older, but he feel it feels like he's been here forever, you know. I think I think Verlander's 38. I think he's finally up there, but he has been in the league for yeah, he was he was what two thousand six rookie of the year, something like that. I want to say. Uh, let me look that. Up. He he did something in 06. I, that was his first year. I know that. Justin Verlander is currently the age of uh, okay, so he turns thirty eight in February. So yeah, it will be his age thirty eight season. He won rookie of the year. Um, oh God, two thousand six. Yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. That 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 makes me feel good getting that right. But yeah, th- these are. This is, this is going to be our 13th season with Clayton Kershaw. Love him. First ball Hall of Famer. You know, <laughs> legend. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't like him, it's just because he's good against your team, really. He's, he's a great guy. Oh, he's a he's bum a great against guy. us in the playoffs. But, well, then, then why not guy. like him? That's a, I mean, I like facing him in the postseason. I, yeah, I, a, I hate that he robbed Adam Wainwright of Cy Young Awards. That's what I hate. I mean, that's Clayton Kershaw, though. Yeah, fuck him. All right, <laughs> but but no, yeah, and obviously Clayton Kershaw, one of the better pitchers of this generation. I mean, I I, I respect him, definitely do respect him. A great pitcher, just just struggles in the big time, and finally put it all together this season. Uh, and congrats to him. But well you know, you you did mention that this Padres team could have the best rotation in baseball, or a top three rotation in baseball. And really, I mean, whenever it came down to it, um, I mean, you're looking at the Mets. You know, you have DeGrom, you're getting Syndergaard back, you have Stroman, um, you, you're looking at the Dodgers and Bueller, Kershaw, Dustin May. Um, 
and Julio Urias. I mean, there, there's a lot of names out there. Now you're looking at the Padres. And the Padres, if Clevenger was healthy, this is probably the most dominant one through five rotation. I mean, these are all uh, – if I don't – we didn't have an all-star game last year, I was going to say. But if we did, this is at least – five all-stars I know uh I want, I'm pretty sure Clevenger's made it and I know the rest uh or no Paddock I don't think Paddock's made it Paddock um, made it uh yeah Paddock made it in last year? 2019 I believe yeah so it, it, it'd be one of those to where this would be a, a, an outstanding rotation whenever you're looking at it that way um I'm not sure if Clevenger made it but um the scariest part of this is and I just thought of this they still have the money for Trevor Bauer honestly they, do. they, they honestly, could make it happen Honestly, the Trevor Bauer sweepstakes <clears> – <throat> sorry, the, the Trevor Bauer sweepstakes makes everything really interesting because, you know, you, we talk about the best rotation in baseball, but, I mean, there's link to the Mets. If he goes out to the Mets, that rotation becomes very, very terrifying. In DeGrom, Bauer, Syndergaard, Stroman, um, if he goes out to the Dodgers even. I haven't seen too many links to the Dodgers, but, I mean, there's always a possibility. They have a ton of money. They're coming off World Series. Why wouldn't you? Um, and then the Padres, I mean, the Padres have been linked to him too. You know, they're all, all types of teams have been linked to Trevor Bauer. Uh, there, there's nothing really stopping anybody from linking a team to anyone. So, I mean, why not? Could, if, if they get Trevor Bauer, this is just ridiculous. Um, but we've seen the Padres do things like this before. I want to say in the same off season, they went and got, uh, I know they had a big off season in which they got Justin Upton uh, back in his yeah. prime, and they, Will Myers. Yeah, Will Myers in the same off season. Uh, I know the Eric Hosmer. Uh, I know the Eric Hosmer off season. Uh, if that was the same year, it may have been. I don't know, but I know a that after I think that same year that they went and got Hosmer, they went and signed a bunch of people as well. Um, right now, I mean, this could be another attempt from the Padres to make that big push. But right now, I mean, it makes way more sense because they were at least successful last season. You know, we saw them make it into the the NL uh, – what was it? NLDS. Um, yeah. Phenomenal run from the Padres. Honestly, earlier than we all expected, I can I think we can say. And, I mean, the 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 standout of Nelson Lamette really helps. Uh, Chris Paddock having a down year, but we're going to figure out what kind of Chris Paddock we're going to have this season. Uh, we know who Blake Snell is. We know who you Darvish is. It's going to be very interesting to watch this Padres team. And then if the offense can keep it up, it's only going to get more entertaining. Uh, I want to say uh, Jake Cronenworth out there. Uh, I want to say the runner-up for the NL Rookie of the Year or maybe third place. Um, But he's been phenomenal. Fernando Tatis, we know who he is. Machado got MVP votes last season. Uh, Will Myers stepped back into his own. Hosmer looked a little bit like his old self. Trent Grisham stepped up. Tommy Pham's amazing. This whole lineup's just ridiculous. And then – now the rotation's getting ridiculous. Um, you said that they have the ability to potentially jump the Padres. Are you willing to go out on record and say they're the favorite going into the season for the World Series? No, they're not. They're not the favorite for the World Series, let alone the division. I still think the Dodgers uh, have the cards to, you know, be a winning team and still go back to the World Series. I mean, they've they've been in what like three of the last four World Series or something. Something like that. Yeah, too many uh, to only win one. But, yeah, the, the Dodgers are still the division favorites. Still, still, I would say, the World Series favorites over over teams like the Rays and the Astros and the Yankees and all that. So the Padres are the underdogs still uh, compared to the Dodgers. But I do think they are as close as they've ever been. All righty. 
other than that, man, I mean, uh, until we get some other big news, like like a Trevor Bauer signing, I'm sure we'll be back for that. But until we can get some other big news in the MLB, uh, that brings us to the end of this video for the Padres getting uh, acquiring both Blake Snell and you Darvish. Um, for Matt, I've been Will Polston. This has been GMs for Hire. And we will catch you guys in the next one. Take it easy.